Hi, this is Ed Locke with USA Mortgage. Buying your first home can be overwhelming, but here are five tips to make the process go smoother. Number one, find a lender, me, Ed Locke, that can answer any questions you might have and help you get pre-approved. There are multiple options available based on your situation. Number two, work with a real estate agent you can trust. Number three, don't rush the process. Take your time and know that the process could take some time. Number four, consider all the costs. Number five, get a home inspection and review it with your realtor. Keep these tips in mind, budget for yourself, and you'll be that much closer to making your dream of homeownership a reality. So reach out to me at 502-680-0953. NMLS ID 448-908, DAS Acquisition Company, LLC, doing business as USA Mortgage, NMLS ID 227262. This is not a commitment to lend. Additional terms and conditions apply. USA Mortgage is an equal housing opportunity. have scoured the podcast world, you have finally found the place where news is weighed in the balance. Welcome to Newsworthy with Stephen Jerry, two words and two question marks. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. Hello, Steve. It's hot. Yes, it is. It's hot in Kentucky. Yep, and um, Fortunately for us, it's much, much hotter elsewhere. Not fortunately for those people, like in Phoenix, but uh, yeah, it's still hot here. Oh, man. I uh, It's on my bucket list to ride my bike to Death Valley. And, of course, I have a, my, my, one of my best friends, Steph, that's her favorite spot in the world. She loves that type environment, that arid heat blah 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 all that weird stuff um and she's like well when are you going i was like i don't know as soon as it warms up a little she's like uh no <laughs> that's the wrong answer if you're going to ride a motorcycle to death valley you need to plan that trip like in early december late november and i'm like really and she's like yeah because hottest place in the u.s it, it's still a hundred you know nine hundred hundred and ten in december down there during the day, at night, somewhere around 30. <laughs> it's just a bizarre, weird place how that how that happens. I've only been to that area once. company I was working for did a uh, manager's meeting in Palm Springs, California, which is very close to, or not far, I don't remember exactly how far away. And in typical fashion for that company, who was always trying to save a buck, they they planned the visit for the end of July, about this time of the year, and it was hotter than holy crap. Yeah, I agree with Steph. This is definitely not when you want to go to to the area of the country. Yeah, no, that's not my kind of thing for real. I just I've never been. Uh, I've been to the desert southwest. I've been or uh, the high plains desert of the northwest. Yeah. Um, yeah, Northwest. huge difference. Death Valley. I remember when I was getting ready to go out there for that trip, 
and I was talking to several people and I was like, you know, what's it like in that kind of heat? And several people said, well, you know, it's a really dry heat. You're probably not going to notice it near as much as you think. And I remember when we got there, actually when we flew into L.A. because it was an extremely hot summer and it was setting some records in L.A. and it was like, I don't know, 110, 109, somewhere around there. And uh, I still smoked back then. And we uh, had to wait for like an hour, a layover. And I went outside the airport at LAX to smoke a cigarette. And when I did, when I stepped outside and took my first breath of this 110 degree air, it burnt my lungs. It felt like it burnt my lungs going in. And I remember thinking, dry heat my ass. This is stupid. <laughs> Literally, it felt like it was burning my lungs going in. Yeah, I have absolutely no desire to, to ever live somewhere like that. Certainly glad I'm not in Phoenix, Arizona. We'll get to that later. But yeah, they're having some unbelievable heat waves down there. Yeah, not a fan. Not a fan. Don't like it. Don't want it. I do want to go to the area. I've never been to the Grand Canyon. I've never been anywhere in the, the Southwest. Um, but I want to go. But I want to very specifically do it on my bike because I want to hit Roswell. I want to hit... Um, some of the small towns down in that area. I want to stay overnight in the little alien. Um, just, I want to ride my bike up to Groom Lake and see the signs and the white Jeeps. And I, there's just so much I want to do. I don't want to fly there. I absolutely want to be on my bike to go. So, Double just said I'm an Alaska kind of girl. Yeah, I agree. Steve has mentioned several times about uh, going on a cruise with him. Which is always to some hot locale, and I've always told him, whenever you decide to go to Alaska, let me know. Jerry, wherever I go is going to be some hot locale. <laughs> That's what they say. all those problems if you just update that eyeglass. Hey, listen, you know what today is? What is today? It, it's very fitting for okay. our conversation we're having. Oh, geez, I don't know if I even want to hear this. Thing. Today is National All or Nothing Day, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Absolutely. It's also, it's also National Coffee and Milkshake Day. I love me some coffee, and I love me some milkshakes. These two days, this day is for me. It's also Aunt and Uncle's Day. Blah. And it's also Bagel Fest Day. I didn't even Bagel Fest. Day. Yeah, I like. Do you like bagels? Is that a thing? Right. I like bagels. Yeah, I'm kind of on the fence not. about them. I, I mean, there's. I like them, but I don't love them. You know, what's the love? They're good. Uh, yeah. I'm drinking a cold sweet red tonight, Jerry. Gonna tell him. Oh, fine, I'll tell him. It's Astro Bella Rosa. Yeah, it's decent. It's not terrible. It's a cheaper wine. Um, and it's not actually sweet bread. It is a semi-sweet. Oh, it's very sweet. If that's a semi, I'd hate to see what their sweet what is. <laughs> but, you know, the reason I picked up a wine for today's show is, do you want to tell the folks? Uh, we got some big changes coming very soon. Well, we've been teasing that for several weeks. No, well, so. it's... Next week is the week. So this is, if everything goes well, yes. this will be our last Podbean episode. 
Very true. Um, you know, and there's a lot of switch. We're going to be really, really busy this week. Um, getting things together and making the switch, making sure that your feed at home is still connected to the feed that we do our, our show on. Not only are we changing location of the publisher of our show, we're changing everything about our show except the name, basically. One of it. So you'll see how it goes. And I don't know about you, but I'm stoked for that. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. We just got our new logo back from the uh, designer. Uh, Which is um, absolutely awesome. Thank you, Mochi. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, is she on yet? Uh, she's not. That's okay. Um, uh, but uh, it's a cool logo. Uh, very cool. Uh, no one except the elite of the elite has even seen the logo. So. <laughs> true. Um, hopefully next week we'll, we'll get to show that off and, and, and everything will go smooth. Now, I, my schedule this next week is stupid busy. I, I know. Well, I was earlier, hopefully. I know your schedule on, uh, Fridays are always kind of iffy. My Saturday is completely booked unless we do it late at night. Um, uh, maybe Sunday afternoon we can get into it hard and, and make it happen, but, um, that's one thing that a lot of people who do podcasting and try to be serious about it don't get. There's a, there really is a lot of work that goes into this. It, especially, we don't have a producer. We are the producer. We don't have, you know, someone saying, "Well, you should do this or that." Um, we are those people. So um, it requires a big time commitment, especially over a long span of time. If you're going to be consistent, which we agreed early on, if we're going to do this, let's at least be consistent. Yeah. Make sure that when we say we're going to be on every week that we do that. So. Yeah, and we have. Congratulations, us. Woo-hoo. Yes, you know, a lot of people don't make it this long. I was listening to a podcast, and I'm not going to mention its name, not because I ill will toward them, but because it's it would give away a little bit about what we're going to start covering. But they were actually really good. It was a guy and a girl, and one of them were from England, so they were, you know, they were doing it across the pond, if you will. Um had a lot of good content, a lot of good info. They worked well together, and they did seven episodes, and that's all they've done in three years. You know? They never tell you why. <laughs> they never, it's never brought, you know, you, you listen to episode seven, and they've teased episode eight, but there's never an episode eight. <laughs> you know, so there's no consistency. You know, it's just... You know, we got, so this show here is going to be like a last week's show was kind of a hodgepodge. You know, this show is going to be kind of a hodgepodge because we've been looking forward, unfortunately. Um, you say it like it's a bad thing. We've got some awesome topics to cover. Like this one. Here's a small mini one. I don't know if you heard this one, but scientists have recently discovered a food that greatly reduces sex drive. <laughs> you heard this? No, I haven't. It's called wedding cake. <laughs> oh, Jerry, look at you go! <laughs> I like that. Well, they say that that's the number one cause of divorce. Wedding cake? No, just weddings. <laughs> <laughs> that I can believe. That I do believe. Yes, double. You know, they, uh... <laughs> Well, I was just going to say that uh, I, I remember 
you know, we're talking about weddings and stuff. I remember back when I was single, man, I was so broke. I couldn't afford one time to pay my electric bill. Those were some of the darkest days of my life. <laughs> I remember being in college and being, yeah, there was four of us living in an apartment and inevitable. One of the four would not have the money for one of the bills every month. It just seemed like it was all the time. Uh, and at one place that we lived, we determined that if it was a fourplex, we had figured out if we got into the crawl space underneath and we took a uh, splitter and for the cable, we split onto one of the neighbors. Years ago, I'm sure you, know, you can't do it correct now. Uh, your modems and all that has got to be, yeah. be identified with the office and all that. But we'd get away with it for two, three, four weeks, and cable company would come by and take the splitter off, leave a note on their door. <laughs> two or three months later, same thing. <laughs> Great college days. Jerry, uh, Double wants to know if you were a prostitute. No, but there was a few times we had to consider until we thought, you know, even if we're actually willing to go through with this, could we, would we have any customers? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we when we started doing this, we were like, are we going to have any listeners? So true. That was, uh, you know, 10,000 listeners. <laughs> to, not 10, almost. Yeah, we're on the way to 10. We're not close. We're I, I think that once we make these upcoming changes, it's not going to be far behind. I really believe that. Hopefully so. Um, so anyway, big changes coming. Um, just, I'm just stoked. I'm, I'm really happy about those. I'm happy about where we're going. There's a lot of positivity going on in my life. I kind of need that right at the moment. So um, we all need that. Oh, I, I'm, I'm stoked. That's awesome. I'm glad to hear you stoked. You want to start us off? What great important earth-shattering information do you have for us today? Well, I got a couple of things that I want to cover. Okay. And you and I talk just a hair. Now, when I say the way that the headline is written is not fair. Okay. When is it? It, it never is. Line, when is it fair? But it is a realistic thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. And there are parts of, oh, first of all, I, I, let me interject. I saw probably the funniest meme I've seen in forever today. It was a picture of a very dejected AOC. Okay. And behind her, she was superimposed on a herd of buffalo. And it said, when you wake up and realize that the poor buffalo can't fly because someone has taken their wings. It was hilarious. I laughed way too hard at that. You're giving me a look like. I, yeah, I don't get it at all. <laughs> buffalo wild wings. Buffalo wings. When you go. Nothing. That's even remotely funny. I think it was hilarious. So you just live with wild buffalo. Okay. What? That's supposed to be funny. You take the wings out of B-dub-3s and you're left with just wild buffalo. What? No. It was funny because she has said some of the most ridiculous stuff. Which has... What to do with buffalo? Nothing, except that she assumed that those buffalo couldn't fly because their wings were already gone. 
Oh gosh! Oh, tell you two devil rude. It wasn't good. You guys are both fired. I, it, just, I, it doesn't. Logically, it doesn't make a lot of sense. I get that you hate AOC. I'm certainly no fan of hers at all. I don't hate her. I just, <clears throat> just you strongly dislike. Strongly, of course. That being said, I strongly dis dislike uh, Mitch McConnell too. <laughs> Most politicians. So let's start real quick with. Uh, um, I don't know if you heard, Jerry, this, but uh, yesterday, or yeah, yesterday was uh, Bronnie James was rushed to the hospital. Yeah. Cardiac arrest. Cardiac arrest in the middle of practice. Not even 18. He's like 17 years old. 16, 17. No, he's not that young. But anyway, whatever age, just when you see the picture of him, the the boy is jacked. Yeah. He doesn't look like a 16 year old. But uh, he's 18, sorry, 18 year old. Just a very healthy young man. He's very active. He's very physical. He's obviously in good physical condition. His father, you know, LeBron James, and has had, what, a 20 year NBA career with very, very little serious injuries. That he didn't flop. Yeah. And uh, to hear that his son had cardiac arrest as an 18 year old during practice. The same exact thing as DeMar Hamlin. Yeah. is what they've said. So there is a chance he's going to heal and cure and, and continue right. on. But Still scary. Yeah. All that. Uh, Elon All that. Musk, and this is a, a, a tweet from Elon Musk, we cannot ascribe everything to the vaccine, <laughs> but by the same token, we cannot ascribe nothing. Myocarditis, I can't even say this word, myocarditis, which is the is a known side effect. The only question is, is it rare or common? Um, I, I don't know about that. I'm not going to get into that. I just, I just wanted think to say. it's stupid for him to bring it up. Why would he? He has no idea if that comes into play. He just wants to pick. What he's trying to do is to start again the conversation of were vaccines possibly harmful? Here's my question. We know beyond a shadow of a doubt that it saved millions of lives around the world. Tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions of lives. So one guy has a heart issue. It's not like that didn't happen millions and millions of times before. So why would you bring up something like this and say, well, I don't know, but is it related? Yeah, no, I get that. I don't get why you would want to do it. I I get it. I just brought it up because that's just, you know, he's got a promising young career. I've heard both sides. I've heard he's got a great future in the NBA. I've heard a lot of people say he's going to play in Europe. So, uh, but either way, you hate to see someone with a, with a talent, anybody, it, it, Bronnie James or anyone, have this at such a young age. Absolutely. Well, was that your first topic? Yeah, that's what okay. I was going to bring up. Well, I'm going to start with a positive one. Yay! An Arkansas woman's stepfather came to visit her the other day, and he had good news and bad news. Her name is Kelly Crystal who lives in Greenbrier, Arkansas. And he said that, uh, again, he had good and bad news for her. The bad news was that she had to begin paying her phone bill. The good news, that she would now have the money to pay for it, and he then gave her the lottery ticket. A Powerball ticket worth $200,000. Wow. She said that her stepdad always plays the numbers of her and her daughter's birthdays. And they had always had a running joke that if he won big, he would give her the ticket. She said he proved that it wasn't just a joke to him. 
Wow, that's impressive. Yep. $200,000 lottery. Jeez. By the way, start paying your own freaking cell phone bill. <laughs> yeah. I wish I could do that. That'd be great. So, <clears throat> I don't want to focus on politics today. Okay. But if I, I feel like if I don't bring this up, and I've brought it up several times before, but if I don't bring it up again, because it keeps happening, things keep happening. Is it time for us to think seriously about Joe Biden and his ability to serve? I mean, today or yesterday, he, he said that his administration cured cancer as we know it. Let me ask you this. When you say, is it time for us to seriously consider, are you saying we the voters? We the voters. Hell yeah. Last time. <laughs> Should have considered, considered it before the last election. Right. So, hell yes. I... I, I think, I, and I don't remember who it was who, because there's, there's a lot of things going on that, um, and of course the drumbeat is growing in the GOP to, to start the process of impeachment for this or that or whatever. What is it they're, they're Mitch are uh, It's not Mitch. It's, it's not even Kevin. It's people under Kevin. And Kevin no, actually Kevin, brought it up. Yeah, he, yeah, he started it. talking about but, it too. But what is the reason that they're I want to say um, there's so many. I've read so much stuff. I got to No, that he the reason this week. Uh, yeah, it has to do with his his son Hunter. Most of it, the I think. Yeah, they're talking about starting impeachment process. Uh, the, the process of an impeachment inquiry is what he's calling it, and he's saying we're not saying we're you know going to vote on impeachment, but he's saying we're going to start the inquiry into an impeachment process based on his family. And I just thought that was the stupidest thing. If you remember back in what? Right after the election, I think. No, no, no. It was in January. Right before they took office, you and I talked about the Republican GOP and what they needed to do to make a difference. And several things that they were talking about at the time, and it was the same stuff. It was Joe Biden and his family. Yep. What is Joe Biden and his family doing? And you and I talked about the fact that if they want to make a difference, if they want to retain uh their majority in the House, and if they ever want to recapture the White House, if they want to capture the Senate, they need to start doing things for the people yeah. instead of trying to get rid of Joe Biden, instead of trying to slam Joe Biden and his son and his uncle's brother's third cousin. Well, the whole reason I even brought it up wasn't any, any even any of that. It was the fact that there was, gosh, I can't remember for the life of me the guy's name. I wanted to say... James Comer, but basically said, listen, we, Kentucky? No, yes, we can't become the Democrats. We can't belittle this process because we disagree or don't like something. And I, I, would, I wanted to just say I agreed with him. We can't belittle the process? Of impeachment. Every time oh, we have no. a Republican president, the Democrats want to impeach. We can't bring up stupid stuff as Okay. Let's I, not I belittle that whole process. I would totally agree. Absolutely. Also, on a completely side note, I want to throw this out there. I don't know, growing up in the 90s, the you know, in the music of the 90s, okay. um, one of the best one-hit wonders of that whole genre was by Shanae O'Connor, who passed away today yeah. at age 56. Okay. Very sad. 
but um, uh, that's she was very polarizing. Very, you loved confusing. her, hated her. She's very political. Do you remember what she? Yeah, you remember her talking? I don't remember what it was. was very anti. Oh, she hated the kind. Had something to do with yeah. Pope, and she slammed him, and they got her into a lot of trouble. Uh, I say a lot of trouble. It's it hurt her career, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, had a great voice. Nothing compares to you. Is probably one of the best vocals of any one person I've ever heard. Whether you like the song or you don't, it's kind of, oh, but the vocals and the way she sings and the depth of her voice, voice just unbelievable. And it's really sad to see her go. So that's all I got. Also, sorry, I didn't want to bring this up, but if, if you've seen like the news that the Russians lost, launched, have been launching cruise missiles from 12 different strategic bombers. No. The only reason I bring that up is because, hey, they're in the middle of war. They're going to launch missiles, right? Whatever. Why, do Why I, is that even news? Exactly. That's part of my question. But the second question is, their bombers look like they were made in like 1936. <laughs> Just terrible looking. And that's one thing this war has proven to the world is that their military was very antiquated. Yeah. They hadn't kept up and with equipment processes with anything. I mean, just their military wasn't nearly as capable as the world had seemed to think. So what I did right there was throw in like six things. I'll let you have a floor for a couple minutes because I just kept popping in my head and I didn't want to lose them. I started saying, I'm not for sure how they were supposed to respond to that. <laughs> no, it was just the randomness of my mind. I apologize. You got no, sucked no up problem. in that. Well, we covered the feel-good story. Uh-oh. Uh, this one's a little down, but it's I've got included because that's what the I named my part of the podcast after. Oh. Phoenix is melting, right? Phoenix is on a streak of days, consecutive days, over 110 degrees. Have you heard what the number is? <laughs> right now? No. I'll look it up, though. You don't have to look it up. Oh, okay. Phoenix is melting in a record street of days over 110 degrees, and it's not over. You know, the word record-breaking loses some of its wow factor when that record just keeps getting broken. Well, the article that I was reading was yesterday's article, and it said that 26, for 26 consecutive days in Phoenix, Arizona, they had had a temperature of over 110 degrees. So it just got me wondering, I wonder what it's like today. So I Googled weather.com phoenix arizona and this was i think at four o'clock in the afternoon and they're what is that central or mountain time i don't know it's mountain so four o'clock would be two o'clock yeah. their time and anyway at four o'clock eastern standard time weather.com said that it was currently 115 degrees in phoenix, arizona, so, which makes 27 consecutive days today now today is july what 26th yeah. So 27 consecutive days every single day in July and the last day in June is over. The high has been over 110 degrees. You know uh, what that says? What does that say? That I have no business being in Phoenix with my fat butt. Right? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I got you. You know, Phoenix is known for being hot, but this July has just gone crazy. It sets all kinds of records. Last year, July 2022, had an average temperature of 95.3. Again, average. Average temperature takes 
the temperature every hour of the day and averages it together. Over the whole year? No, or no, just for the July. day? Just, okay, the gotcha. average for July of last year was one of the hottest ever, and it was 95.3. Again, the month is not quite over. We've got, what, five days left in the yeah. month? But one forecast, as reported by the Washington Post, said that Phoenix could very well end July with a record average temperature of 102.7. Last year, one of the hotter years in history was 95. They're talking about possibly raising it by 7 degrees. Now, if you want to break that down into... How does that affect daily life? Uh, over 250 people have reported third-degree burns from falling down on concrete and asphalt and pavement. The majority of these are elderly people who, when they fall, have a hard time getting up. The majority of these people, it said, were through clothes. It wasn't bare skin. You Jeez. fall down and can't get up. They were saying that with weather like this, that asphalt or blacktop will typically get somewhere around 160 to 170 degrees on an afternoon. Yeah, you fall down. It doesn't matter if you're wearing a thick pair of Levi's. So follow me for just a second. Sure. I'm a city planner in Phoenix. Okay. Why in the absolute holy tarnation would I ever authorize our streets to be paved in asphalt? Yeah. <laughs> for alternatives. I guess. Politicians are doing what they do, kicking the can down the road. I guess. Let me try to save a few bucks today and buy a boat with it tomorrow. No. But yeah, it's like you, like we were talking about at the beginning of the show. It's July. It's been a warm summer here. Yeah. Can you imagine every day this month over 110 degrees? It's pretty insane. And I don't know about you. Most people in Kentucky, our weather has been really strange here this this summer all the way. Hey, Cheryl, glad you're here um, because, you know, I have tomatoes and tomatoes like the heat and they like limited but adequate water. My tomatoes are burned up. They've had too much water this summer. And, and it's like I may get a little... I'm not getting a lot. I'm not going to get a bountiful group because of the water and the way the heat and everything is, it's just not been a good growing season here. I don't know why people are obsessed with moving to the middle of the desert because deserts get hot. And then you add concrete and you take down trees and you add asphalt and you add sidewalks and buildings and glass. And all of that increases the heat. That's why... You know, in Louisville, the temperature is going to be typically in the summer five to ten degrees hotter than it is here where we live, just because of all of the added things that retain heat. Just it's crazy to me. <laughs> yep, crazy to me. And I was talking to a guy who was a uh, former army brat. He was in the service, and the first time he went to Los Angeles. He said it was so hot out there that when he was riding his motorcycle, it would make his the soles of his shoes not melt, but get very soft. You know, you could feel the heat coming through your soft. And if if you were on a bike on the asphalt in the summer, it could literally give you second degree burns on your ankles just from the heat coming up from the highway. So everybody out there who rides, rides with boots on to protect themselves. Are you familiar with the... Uh... Earlier, I was talking about the asphalt giving third-degree burns. You just mentioned second-degree burns. 
you know how many degrees there are and the meaning of them and all that? Nah, I just know when you get third degree burns, that's a bad day. I didn't either until I was doing this article. That's how I went and looked it up. And the, the skin has three layers. First degree burns is the outer layer. Second degree is the first two. Third degree burns is through all three layers. Uh, fourth degree burn is when it goes through that into the fat, possibly into the muscle. So you become bacon. Uh, the next <laughs> one is when it goes to the bone. Can you imagine burning your friggin' bones? No. I mean, other than a nuclear explosion, what the hell is going to cause? I don't know. I guess if you're in a house fire, burn up. When you were talking about Phoenix, they pulled up an article that they advise you not to utilize any metal door handles that have been exposed to the sun. I was thinking about, you know, sometimes on a really hot day, especially if you have a dark car, I have a black car. Yeah. You get in and the steering wheel's hot. Everything yeah. is hot. Everything you touch is hot. That's when it's 95 degrees here. I have what leather. What the hell is it like so, when it's yeah. 115 like yeah. today in Phoenix? The best thing ever, and you're going to hate this, Mr. Huggetree. The best thing ever invented was remote start. Like, I could start my car from the house, and by the time I get in it, it's all nice and cool. There's nothing better than remote start. It's called garages. Yeah, but I don't have one of those. Those are Mr. Huggetree, I guarantee you I've cut down way more trees in my lifetime than you have. Yeah, but see, that was back when you were young and idealistic (laughs) and, and actually... Wasn't so far to the left side of the board. Oh, it's okay. back when I got you to become a Republican. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you are president of the Joe Biden fan club. Oh, okay. Right? No. Never liked the guy. Although I did dislike him less than Trump, so it's probably where you came up with that idea. Hey, you know who else is hot? And we don't even need Phoenix. Me? Well, no. <laughs> in addition to you, Jerry. Okay. Mr. Ed Locke. Let's hear from him. Hi, this is Ed Locke with USA Mortgage. When it comes to buying a home, the process can be overwhelming and confusing. With so many options, it can be hard to know where to start. That's why it's important to work with a certified mortgage loan originator. I have the knowledge and expertise to guide you through the process and find the best mortgage option for you. I will work with you every step of the way to ensure that you are getting the best deal possible. So if you're looking to purchase or refinance, please reach out to me at 502-680-0953. So don't take on the stress of buying a home alone. Work with me and I will make your dream a reality. Trust the professionals and make your home buying experience a positive one. MLS ID 448908, DAS Acquisition Company, LLC, doing business as USA Mortgage, MLS ID 227262. This is not a commitment to lend. Additional terms and conditions apply. USA Mortgage is equal housing opportunity. You know, he said a line in his ad to go over it with your realtor. Right. He's not wrong. As a realtor, and if you're in Kentucky and need a realtor, give me a call. But as a realtor, it is our fiduciary duty to make sure that you understand the paperwork that he's talking about. Um, it's his yep. job to put it in good terms so we can understand it, but it's my job to make sure that you understand it before you sign it. Uh, and it's very, very important because <laughs> contracts, you know, on a home, accepted offers on a home is a contract. It's a legal document. So 
Speaking of which, <laughs> last week, you told us the story, and I was questioning whether or not they had the legal right to get out of the contract. Any updates? With, within the eight-day period, within the, the, the signing period of the inspection period, it is basically you have the right to decide. Um, and, and here, I say, let me preface that by saying most realtors and most offers that when I first started this, that inspection period, that first inspection period was 21 days. And what started happening was that sellers was taking offers because this is back when we still had multiple offers on every house. Every house had multiple offers. So sellers would stop taking the offers that or stop accepting the offers that had that inspection period at 21 days because their house is off the market for that long. Or they would sign addendums to make sure that they were still allowed to market and take up backup offers through the inspection period. Because that inspection period is an out for the buyers. Um, the case that we Meaning had... Meaning it doesn't pass inspection. It passes because this, this particular inspection period is paid for by the buyer and it doesn't have to necessarily pass this inspection. This is just an information gathering time, I guess is the best way of putting it, for the buyer of the home. So they hire an inspector to go in, to check on the crawl space, to check in the attic, to check the roof, to check, to see how much insulation's in the wall, to see if it has radon, to see whatever the case is. That's their opportunity that length of time to gather any information they want about the house and make a decision based on it. Uh, so actually in a, in a, a contract it, means you haven't made a decision? No, it does. It means you have, offer. you have, and by doing that, um, you have guaranteed your right to have the home inspected. Now, there's lots of, in really hot markets, even today, people are waiving those inspections. I would never, ever well, first of all, mortgage, mortgage companies will not agree to the waiving. They yeah, they will. require it. No, they require an appraisal. They don't require you as a buyer to buy a home inspection. Really? Yeah. So even if the home, if they buy it and two months later, the person moves out and they find out that the home is eaten up with your, insects. Your appraiser is going to find that information. That the so there's That's two different appraisal is not a home inspection. There's two di the basically the way to look at this is and I'm speaking strictly in the way it is here. So the home inspection is for the buyer's benefit. The appraisal is for the 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 loan officer's benefit. Mm. I'm telling you, there's a ton of mortgage companies that use the inspection process. Why wouldn't they? What's the average price of a home in this county? In this county? In this county. Average. Probably $225, $230. So if a mortgage company is going to loan a quarter of a million dollars, why would they not care about the condition of the foundation? Why would they, they not do care, care about the condition about all of, of that. the roof? Why would they not care about the condition of the HV? Appraisers check all of that. The appraiser checks all of that? Yes. In fact, the last house I closed on, the deal got held up because the appraiser didn't like how the roof looked. I had to get a roof inspector and a, and Okay, then let me ask this. If the ins, if the home appraiser is checking all of that, what is the purpose of a home inspection? Why do you pay for it? 
because that's your personal the home inspection but from what you're saying that the, the appraiser is going to do every bit of the same stuff so why would you pay additional money for a guy to come in and check nothing that the home appraiser is not going to um that's not quite how all that works we'll talk about it off air <laughs> you're, you're making a very you you were splitting hairs that we we can split off the air <laughs> true anyway did anything change or is the offer still gone the yep. woman who got scared it's gone. she got scared she because a away. cat rubbed against her cat rubbed against her ankle and she said no. not not scared petrified like mm -hmm. ran out of the house i just think that at the very least the Home seller should have the uh, deposit. They're, they had to take their property off the market for a while. But anyway, it is what it is. That is What's your next different. topic? Oh, wait. Is it my turn? No, you just did Phoenix. So let's talk about, let's just talk about real quick. And this has nothing to do with left or right. We can agree that in, 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 the spheres of the people that write the laws. There is a strong, crazy right wing and a strong, loud, crazy left wing. Very true. And the number of people in the middle seem to be dwindling away. Yeah, I don't, wouldn't agree with that. No, we there, more more let, let, me, let, me, let me say it differently. The voice of the people in the middle is dwindling away. We don't have any strong people in the middle. I'm sorry. We just don't. If we did, we wouldn't have issues like we do in New Jersey. Which is. <laughs> so the Democratic mayor, or I'm sorry, governor of New Jersey, Governor Phil Murphy, um, believes that parents excuse me parents uh, are potentially a problem for their children this goes back to the whole ideology that you don't raise your children it takes a village to raise your children okay. in um, any time that a child has had a mental health issue or has a transgender issue, it's this Basan, I don't care what you do, okay? You have, we live in the greatest nation God gave her. You know, it's not my place to judge you. You live your life how you feel you have to live your life. But we're not talking about adults here, okay? We're talking about children under the age of 18. Uh, and you can define that number wherever you want it to be, but for legal standing, you can't write an offer or a contract if you're under 18. So we'll just say a child for this argument is anyone under the age of 18. <laughs> In New Jersey, it is illegal for the school system to engage the parents when a child is showing or becoming an, a, you know, if they come to school dressed as a boy, change into clothes for girl as a girl and is asking to be identified as a girl, the school districts cannot call home and say, hey, we just want to make you aware that, you know, we saw how they came in, but now they're changed into this. There might be an issue going on there. 
because the 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 Murphy's biggest concern, now Phil Murphy, again, the Democratic uh, governor of New Jersey, is um, scared that outing these children to their parents um, because they're transgender, they're adopting a transgender identity at school because all their parents are e- e- evil transphobes who in some way abuse their children for being transgender. His quote is, it's the right thing to do to protect these precious young people. This is a true war. And he is advocating for the school systems to intervene between parents and child. I don't know about you, but I don't want the the school to intervene for me. (laughs) If anything, from my teacher buddies, from all the people that I am familiar with within the school system here locally, I want to partner with these people to get my child the best education. That's why they're there. They're not there for a fashion show or to express. They're there to express that they know knowledge so they can get out and go into life. Um, In one crazy incident, a young man or young lady tried to kill herself twice at the school and they did not notify the parents because they were afraid that the parents uh, wouldn't be able to handle the child's mental difficulties. Was it a gender identity deal? Are you kidding me? If your child self-harms in school, you're not going to call the parents? That is stupid. And you wonder why... People just, for me personally, people wonder why there's a culture war, okay? If, if we just met in the middle somewhere, hey, let's work best to fix this for our kid, you know, but it's ultimately my decision. I'm the parent, <laughs> but I'll take your input. A little give and take on both ends might fix this, but how, how in the hell does a school district just decide well, we're not going to tell the parent whatever. I'm not a huge believer in homeschooling. It just, in my opinion, for the early first, second, third grade, there's a lot of parents that can do a pretty good job of it. When you get to middle school and beyond, I don't know anyone that is intelligent enough to teach their children in all subjects. I, no, I that doesn't, ec- I mean, there's what? half a percent of people that could do that in the, in the entire United it, States. It just, you owe it to your kids to give them a good education. But in this situation you're discussing, I think I'd be looking at homeschool. Or I'd be moving out of state. I'd be doing something. They would not be staying in that school system. I would be looking at other avenues. That's just not the way it's going to work with me, period. I just, I, you know, I, and, and you talk about homeschooling. I can't tell you how many people that I know personally that are like, well, I'm going to homeschool my kid, and they can barely write or read on a fifth grade level themselves. Why would you? Wise person once told me one day, once upon a time, that it's okay to know your limits. You know what I'm saying? Why would you? And that actually shows wisdom to know that I don't know. Well, I think it, the reason that a lot of people do it is probably some of the things like we're talking about. 
and everyone is going to have different limits. Everyone's going to have different points, which they say no more. Um, I, I get that. But even so, again, if you're talking the early grades, you can probably do a pretty good job at it. If you have the resources, because you have to buy a ton of material. This is You're not going to go online on the Internet and download a few things and print off a few articles and be able to teach your kids. You're going to have to buy a ton of resources. One of Consistency. Parents, yes. One of the two parents is going to have to not have a job. And whatever their at-home responsibilities are, it's still going to have to give them several hours a day to be able to teach kids. It's not an easy job. Period. And even then, you were, and, and me and my daughter go round and round about this, you are still not helping your child in certain aspects that you can't control their growth. Meaning there is situations from a very young age where we start understanding what it's like to interact with people, social skills, social skills. Um, My daughter spends a bazillion dollars in gas every week and time transporting her kids back and forth to school. When we have these big, beautiful yellow things that do that for you, now, she would argue the fact that, well, she gets extra time with them. Granted, good job. But she will also argue the fact that it's because one of them had a bad experience one time. And me and her go round and round on this. I love her to death. It's her kids. I'm not yep. going to step on her toes. That's, But that's how we learn to deal with said experiences, yep. by having to deal with those experiences. Was it really bad? experience uh it was um bullying type thing probably yeah yeah something like that and i'm like well tell them to punch them in the nose and it'll it'll end it'll stop but the whole point is you know that's that situation that we're we're missing an opportunity for social skills in a nation where social skills have deteriorated since covid are practically practically non-existent since the internet (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, COVID had a real, it it was a good opportunity for people who don't like people to stay away from people. (laughs) I I, I interview people every day and it's like, oh, you've not been out of the house in a while. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Also, um, if you don't mind, Jerry, I'd like to take just a second for our Central Kentucky listeners. And I know there's some out there. Everybody who listens to the show knows I work for Bluegrass Community Action now. Um, I'm full-time there now, believe it or not. Two full-time jobs for Steve. Um, We have a program. You and I have talked about dads, deadbeat dads, dads that have lost their way, dads that are not handling their business. Uh, We just started a program. And I'm just bringing it out because I think it's a great program. If you, if you are a dad who ha, is struggling to see your child, is struggling to connect with your child because mama is dating somebody else or married to somebody else and you feel estranged, we have a great opportunity for you to help get you into a position to reconnect or connect for the first time to your child. Even though Joe Blow is in your shoes right now, he can never replace you as father, as dad, okay? Uh, and this program includes savings account. Uh, it includes tickets to be able to take your child and go do things if you're struggling. 
and you can't afford it and, and that's preventing you from seeing your child and being with your child, we, we have funds available through grants and through um, other stuff that will help you become a part of your child's life. Now, it's not going to handle legal stuff. Some things, folks, you just got to be a man about. It's not going to help you interact with mom. Mom and you hate each other. Tough. You lost that ability to act like two-year-olds when you decided to have a child. So, yes, the man has to man up and actually take some initiative. But it's a really solid tool to help you once you've decided to do that. You and I were both single fathers. I'm yes. amazed that there are programs out here for single dads, period. Yeah. I never yeah. heard of anything similar when I was... Listen, this program is really well thought out. Well, I mean, it's it it has the ability to change you and your child. This isn't about um, your relationship with ex-wife number one or ex-girlfriend or whomever, one night stand, whatever it caused to create this child. This is a program designed specifically for yeah. you and the child to connect and or reconnect. And begin to grow. How would someone get more information on this? Yeah, just shoot us a text here and I'll send them the brochure. You know, <laughs> you can call us or email us here at the show. I can send you a flyer, a brochure. There's limited number of spots because it is done on a grant program. And there are, I mean, there's up to a $500 savings account that can be used for activities with you and your child. So you don't have the excuse to say, well, I can't afford to go Absolutely. to a ball game. You have money specifically sitting there, so you can take your take your son to the ball game. It's an absolutely great program. It tell absolutely them, is. Tell them how they can get a hold of it. Well, I would. How about you do that? Because I always get the numbers backwards. <laughs> they have a couple of choices. They can email us at newsworthy with Stephen Jerry at gmail .com. They can also reach us on our text line at area code four five four zero seven zero nine thirteen eighteen. Yeah, text us, call us. Um, and I'll get, I'll get the approval. I, I, I hesitate here to put out the information for the, for the stuff because I don't have that approved yet. Okay. But as soon as I get it approved that we can cover it on the podcast, I'll put that information out too. Um, Sounds good. It's just a question of legal ramifications. You know how that goes. So otherwise, I just put my personal work email on there and, yep. you know, for that particular program because I am deeply involved in this because – like you said, me and you are both single fathers um, who've been through this. We we chose a different path. We chose to do the hard choice. But sometimes it's easy to yeah. get caught up in the politics and, and the, the hate between you and the ex and just walk away. Yeah. And it's really hard to come back, and we get that. And that's what this program is for, to get you back with your child. Because for the child's sake, that's absolutely what needs Absolutely. Just because there's another guy there fulfilling your daily role does not mean your kid needs you any less. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, if you're a drug addict, get clean and then come see me. <laughs> you know, but other than that, I mean, it's a, it's a stupendous program. I wish the uh, government would pass a rule that said that required mandatory random drug testing. For all benefits. Dude. All benefits. No, you're not no welfare, no housing assistance, nothing if you're not willing to submit to random drug testing. The people that work that are paying for your benefits, 
the majority are that they have to submit to random. How many times we sit at the kitchen table and talked about this? So why in the world would we not? Double's going to get in on this too. Same different. And, and let's, let's take it a step further, Jerry. And, and this is one of those common sense things that makes too much sense. I think yeah. if, if your sole way of getting food is the food stamp program, I'm not knocking that. Yep. But at the same time, that food should be fresh. It should be healthy. It should be a benefit to you, not Twinkies and 15, 12 packs of Coke. Well, go back to the healthy. That, that's yeah. the main. It can be fresh and all that. Snap is healthy. a wonderful program. Absolutely. Wow. You know, you can get this, 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 and this because it's healthy, it's beneficial, and it. it and you can't get soda, and you can't get Twinkies, right. and you can't get junk food that's. Bad for you, one hundred percent of her. Yeah, I mean, if we're gonna if we're gonna do it, but yeah, she's right. Bernie, my next door neighbor, we love Bernie. We talk oh, yeah. about Bernie all the time. Bernie works at Open Hands. He volunteers up there two days a week. Which Open Hands is a local food bank. Yeah. Uh, they are directly connected to Kroger and Walmart here in Lawrenceburg, right. and they get all the close dated food and they put it in I, the hands of the needy people. I, exactly. And they have such trouble giving away the healthy food. Yeah. You know, if there's boxes of snack cakes or cookies, those go really fast. Those go quick. But the. It goes back to do you remember the show we did on sugar? Yeah. One of the greatest addictions that America has. And it's really true. Sugar is one of the greatest addictions that America has. You and I have slightly different takes on it. I think that this is one area that the government should be involved in a little more. I don't want them trying to control every aspect of our lives. But here, you and I have also talked about the fact that Europe has much healthier foods when you look at the ingredient yes. labels. Do you know why that is? Because we allow involved. it. Right. And in America, we didn't. Right. We caved into the corporations. Back to the original point. Why is it in America that you can go to basically any fast food store and you can get a five gallon bucket of soda i'm being a little overly dramatic but we sell these huge astronomically unbelievably huge cups of soda why the rest of the world you can't get that that's not allowed you can't get 64 ounces i'm not going to step in if they want to sell 32 ounce or 64 ounce sodas that's on them we want to buy them the exact same thing can be said about these piss poor ingredients in all the food. I agree, but that wasn't the original point. The original point was if the you know if if you're working, Jerry, if you're working and you want to go to McDonald's and buy half a gallon of soda, you're paying for it. <laughs> I'm paying for it until my health deteriorates. Uh, to the here point. we go. Here comes that left tree hugging bent. Is it really? <laughs> So when my health gets to the point that I can't afford to pay my health bills, then who's paying for the health benefits? Right. No, I get it. But you you very rapidly reach a slippery slope, then the government will control everything. I know. And I I, I hate (laughs) to even start on that slope. But once again, you and I talked about the fact, why is it that you can look at Kellogg's cornflakes in America and Kellogg's cornflakes in England or other parts of Europe? And one of them has a list of ingredients of six, seven things. Yeah, corn, yeah. sugar, and some whatever that maxa dose to keep it fresh. Yeah. That's it. In America, it's got 40, 11 ingredients. And four, si- four different are, types of sugar. Yeah, and a ton of them are chemical names that we can't even pronounce. Right. 
why doesn't our government do what it does in Europe and say, hey, you know what, guys, you're go to Kellogg's. Here's the thing, go Jerry. to Kraft, the two or three of the guys, and say you're already making this stuff healthy or much healthier. Here's the go thing. Ahead. Here's the thing. We could do that, or we can do like my buddy Jamie does, which is. And if we as the people would do this, the corporations have no choice but to switch. Well, but Jamie and is slim and healthy. And how many do you know why? Like she doesn't eat anything she can't pronounce. Well, there you if go. she looks on the ingredients how many of us label, are do that, though? I know, but that's what I'm saying. No, if we take, if we, we take responsibility for what we put into our bodies, eventually somebody's going to wake happen? up. I can't say that it's going to. We I'm know it's not going to. Period. <laughs> this again. This is not something the government should have to do. We should do it ourselves. Right. And if we, if we, the people, would do it, but we're not going. The to. corporations would have no chance because that's where the dollars go. But we, the people, have already proven what we're going to buy. If we're going to get fatter, sugary, fatter, yes. fatter. <laughs> and listen, I want when you to we know, we, we're talking. You know, you and I aren't slim guys. We're not the. Mm, well, you and I, I like pizza. And we like sugar. <laughs> I just killed a whole bottle of wine. So, <laughs> um, but you know, here's the thing. Um, I don't, I, I, I'm trying to think of the best way of putting it. We have in America have allowed over the years, over the generations, because of our national wealth, and I'm not talking about the wealth of the actual United States. I'm talking about the wealth that we've developed as the people of the United States okay. have developed a certain a certain lifestyle that we, we don't simply want to give up. But it's a very unhealthy oh, absolutely. lifestyle that's hurting us. Absolutely. Hurting us in a million ways. A million different ways. I don't disagree. But I'm just saying that that is the mentality you have to change. Does that mean, well, you're going to have to start eating rice every day or, you know, the answer is no. You just have to be smart about what you put into your body. Just a little. I, I would venture to say just a little bit of intelligence about what you put into your body would reap huge rewards over the length of the time of your life. I agree. Just a thought. Totally. But here's what I also think. I think a bigger problem they're teaching this in school. Absolutely. When I was a kid, you know, I was born in 65. When I was a kid Whew, in school, they were teaching this stuff. Ten years older than you. But the point is this. I don't think it's a matter of not knowing. I think it's a matter of knowing and deciding that I still like the sweets. I still like the sugar. I still like the unhealthy okay. stuff. So I'm going to knowingly do what's wrong and bad for me. Guilty admission. I'm good and I can get on board with just about any type of food as long as it doesn't involve me leaving pizza behind, tacos behind. And you know what my sweet weakness is? What? And this is going to sound stupid. Cereal. I, have, I was raised in a generation where breakfast cereal, breakfast cereal, um, Fruit Loops, Honeycomb, those were the staples. Corn pops, sugar, sugar. We had a cereal called Sugar Smacks. <laughs> yep. And, and those are the good ones. 
and still will eat those today as a snack. I won't eat them for breakfast anymore because it just jacks my sugar up all day. But pop tarts are one of the, my favorite things on the planet. Never like pop tarts, and I can eat one pop tart, and I know from that point on, my whole day is a, ro- a sugar roller coaster. There's just so much in there. But and that's your... if you go to schools and you go to breakfast, that's what they give you. That's that's their breakfast. They give you a pop tart. Really? Yeah. They didn't mind in school. They well, don't offer hot breakfast anymore. They didn't offer pop tarts because they didn't exist when you were in school. I'm talking about the cereals. No, no, Sweet cereals. no. I'm talking about a legitimate pop tart. Yeah. But anywho, Jerry, we're way over time. I got one quick one. Sure. A uh, a singer. Who like me. What ah! she claims oh, was the no. ghost of a Victorian soldier has said that they are now divorced less than a year later. The singer and performer, who goes only by the name Brocard, said she first met the devilishly handsome Eduardo when he burst into her bedroom <laughs> one dark and stormy night. <laughs> this 40-year-old woman from Oxfordshire <laughs> said that the long-haired Eduardo immediately announced his love for her and later began confiding in her. Their spirited love affair hit the headlines of Britain when Brocard announced that they were going to get married in a chapel last Halloween, 2022. And sure enough, they did exactly that. She posted the video of the ceremony. She was wearing all black on Halloween. She married the ghost. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, she just announced that they are getting a divorce. Apparently, it all started on the honeymoon. When uh, lack of physical intimacy, no, no, that, that, believe it or not, was not the problem. The problem was he got too drunk on their honeymoon, which was in Barry Allen, Wales. And she also says that he has an unsettling fascination with Marilyn Monroe, and he would often, often disappear for two or three days at a time, coming smelling of Chanel number no. five, which Marilyn was known to wear. So sadly, they are now divorced. <laughs> Listen. Yeah. I also have an obsession with Marilyn Monroe. Like <laughs> the last four motorcycles, I there's two things you can always find if you want to find my motorcycle: okay. a Bigfoot sticker and a sticker of Marilyn. There you go. She's amazing to me. She had an IQ Absolutely. higher than Einstein. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah, her her registered IQ is higher than that of Einstein. Yeah, crazy. Just smart, beautiful, all the things. Checked all the boxes, including. Someone that you and I usually dig in our past anyway, psychopath and crazy and <laughs> anywho. Guys anywho, anyhow. Um just wanna say real quick, you know, we've been on Podbean for over a year now. Um, it's a great resource if you're starting a pod a podcast. Makes it very easy. Makes it very easy. By all means, give them a shot. Don't want a bad. We we've talked smack about it a lot for the things that it doesn't do, but the things that it does do, it does very well. Um, we just are feel like we are at a different spot in our podcast, and we are growing and and want to continue that process. And we, we can't do, do that. We want to do call ins, um, and we can't. Ju- we just simply can't do that on on air or on on Podbean. So we are changing. Uh, we have loved every interaction from our live feed. I miss that a lot. Um, but we hope 
that with the new process that it's going to be a much better show for you, the listener. Um, and we can't wait to unveil all the new shiny things. So stay tuned. Uh, we're going to make that happen as quickly and hopefully as effortless, effortlessly as we can. And just thank you really from the bottom of our hearts for the last year and over. And uh, hopefully here's to many, many, many more years. Absolutely. Um, and as always, Jerry, if you can't see the light, be the light.